1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show Podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
3: Tragic story, too. It's an amazing story. Amazing movie. I think Jimmy Stewart plays him, right, in this movie? Anyways, I know. It's super old, I get it. But I'm old, too, and if you had a grandma who... Grew up in this era and she played music around the house. This is what you heard. But what I love about this is that
0: you hear He did the band. have he
3: did have some that were actually a little more upbeat. But but you <laughs> no no, I like this.
0: You hear the you hear the music. This is I imagine like a train going around. Is that
3: Moonlight Serenade? Something like that it's called, right? It's something like that, Tom, right? Yeah, Moonlight Serenade.
0: Yeah. I'm liking like the He I'm did the, that for
3: his wife, by the way.
0: I'm saying like a train going around, you know what I'm saying? Egg knock, Hagen, big yeah. ugly sweaters. Yeah. Did you have to wear those? Did your grandma always buy you a sweater?
3: Nah. We didn't really have a lot of money, so we didn't do stuff like that. Like, just the ugly sweater, it was the 80s. Everything was ugly. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm (laughs) saying you had a sweater with, like,
0: reindeer on it or something like that.
3: Nah, I I mean, I did have some doozies, but they weren't on purpose. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Hey, listen up, Jets fans. Coming up at the 2 o'clock hour, your chance to score a pair of Jets tickets for their Black Friday matchup against the Dolphins you don't want to miss this. The Tim Boyle era begins. It's brought to you by the New York Jets. Limited seats are available for the biggest matchups at MetLife Stadium this season. Grab your tickets at nyjets.com/slash/tickets and get ready to bring the noise.
0: You're gonna like it. You ready <laughs> for this? You ready for this,
3: Sanity, baby? It's 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 something, but it's still at least some people say it's not the same old, same old. But let's get into the Mike Tannenbaum report. Brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over two thousand vehicles, one place. Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. Mike T., happy Thanksgiving. How are you doing?
1: Gentlemen, good afternoon, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and you guys.
0: You I, know, I know exactly where I want to start with, Mike T. do you right want to then? start?
3: Well, I was going to be, start with the, the change that finally came. Mike, do you feel like it was too little too late when it comes to the Jets making this decision at <laughs> quarterback?
1: Well, it may not be uh, too late, but um, look, They built a really good team. I've been on record saying, you know, I would have called some of those quarterbacks from uh, MetLife Stadium Monday night when uh, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. But look, you know, they got a great opportunity. They're playing the division rival on Friday. Should be a great home crowd. And uh, you know, let's see what Tim Boyle can do. I'll tell you this, you know, Bart, you know this from a uh, you know defensive perspective. Like this will energize the defense, and I think it's going to energize the crowd.
0: Yo, they pick up a third down. Is like oh my god! Pass me the Gatorade. I don't know when I'm ever gonna get this again. 0 for 11 last week, and I get some Gatorade. Oh my god! <laughs> but but it's interesting for you. Interesting game for you, Mike, because you've been with both both organizations. Who are you rooting for?
1: You know, I root for people at this point. So there's yep. some really close friends of mine on both sides of the ball that uh, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be rooting for. So it should be, I think, a competitive game. I think, like. As a fan of the sport part, I, I hope the Jets are winning 21-17 with about a minute 50 to go, and the Dolphins have the ball at their own 10-yard line, and let's see strength against strength, right? And let's see Sauce cover, you know, Tyreek Hill one-on-one, and, you know, as fans of the sport, that's what we want to see, right? We want to see the best against the best.
0: No, absolutely. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting game, right, because we haven't seen, like, them against this defense, and it's been some teams that have slowed them down. You look at the Buffalo Bills, how they were able to slow them down in their building. I know I, – I'm, I'm curious to see – who Miami is away from the comforts of South Beach. Right. And let's see how they adjust to this turf that was voted the worst turf ever. You know, do you take credit for like uh the fact that the the building is like people hate the building? Like it, I would think when I mean, somebody <laughs> spent you too- take credit. No, I mean I don't know <laughs> yeah, if you I, had I, something to do with I, the design the of it. Players or...
3: voted at the worst stadium in the league. It's like to the athletic.
1: Yeah. That's- yeah, I, I only take credit for the good things like you know, spending <laughs> money on like speed deficient to the linebackers, hypothetically, but yeah. you no, know, I was a four-five you know, forty. G- <laughs> yeah, no. Look, guys, I, I I know some of that rhetoric's out there, and I, I will say this: you have two owners that are are dedicated to uh, trying to do the right thing, and um, it's one of these things where I think they're trying to figure out. You know, I'm sure they'll make you know changes as necessary, but from a player experience part, you know, like. The sight lines, the accessibility of lock locker rooms. I thought room the player club was all dope. all class.
0: I thought the Players Club, the fact that the fans were on the ground, you can get the suite and you'd be right behind, I thought that was all nice stuff. Now, listen, I can't talk about the decor on the outside, but I, I, I can see that you have two good owners with a lot of pride, and I feel like they're embarrassed by the fact that they have one of the newer stadiums, but yet it's voted the worst. I wonder if they can come together and figure out a way how to put that retractable roof on there oh, and God. try and, and update it a little bit. you saw, you saw saw you, Well, you saw Miami do that. And make and make it a better place to play. In Hard Rock, they put like the soccer covers over the fans to keep them out of the heat. They put a uh, a big renovation in there. You saw, you know, Soldier Field did a long time. But actually, also.
3: Mike, you you I think you were you were no. I mean, here's the thing: when they built this thing, you were you were yeah you were there for that right? The transition into when they the, built the whole the new big thing. Yeah, the whole right, big okay. Thing. So so I'm curious about this because I had heard this and I don't know if it's true. Maybe you could shed light on it. Is it true that the Jets wanted it to look a little more? Was it the Jets wanted it more modern, and the Giants wanted it more traditional with like a brick facade, like? And they were at odds, so that it ended up looking like it looks like. Like, what? What? Give us the background of that. <laughs> looks like. Two, so seriously, because yeah, the outside looks terrible, but it, apparently both sides had a completely opposite uh, perspectives of what they wanted it to look like. Which was which?
1: Yeah, you know, Alan, I don't know all the details, but I'd just say, like any married couple that's building a house, you're not going to agree on everything. And I think, you know, where Woody Johnson deserves a ton of credit is, you know, for whatever it was, 30 years, guys, New York Jet games were playing at Giant Stadium, and that was always, yeah. candidly, like a tough pill to swallow. So to make the stadium, and again, from a player experience, like, make the stadium neutral, make it great for the players. I know the surface could certainly be better, but. Um, there was a lot of progress from a, a Jet
0: perspective. We lost you for a little bit, Mike. I don't know yeah. if you can move a little bit to your left or something to put some aluminum foil on your um, antenna. <laughs> be a little better. Uh, but I, but I, have a, I have an interesting football course that doesn't involve the Jets or the Giants. You know, You saw yesterday something that is really rare to me a team that's in a playoff hunt let go of one of their expensive linebackers to release him. Now, you know, ursae has been in the news for what he said. You know, his comments about you know the white privilege or being um, being targeted for being a billionaire. I'm mean, not want to talk about that, but you know, yesterday that was an interesting move. Understand that they haven't they're having excellent play. Even a K last year uh, replaced Shaq Leonard really really well, but he has tremendous value. And the fact that you know teams are have to pick up his money and he got options, he's probably going to clear waivers, I'm sure, because nobody wants to pick up that contract. But he's a finishing piece. I don't know what he still has left in the tank. He's 28 years old, but he definitely can contribute to a Super Bowl run. Who do you think that he can help the most? And who do you think do you think is going to be an arms race to try and get him to stop him from going to maybe Philadelphia or some of these other places where they really need high end linebacker play?
1: Yeah, Bart, I was shocked, too. You know, Shackler has been a really good player. Now, look, he's had back surgery, making $6 million for the rest of the season. And, obviously, EJ Speed has developed, I think, probably more than, you know, Gus Bradley and Shane Sykin thought. But when you look at Buffalo, Philadelphia, and Dallas, those are all teams that have lost consequential linebackers like Matt Milano, Leighton Vander Esch. So, I think there's going to be a pretty robust market. And I think Shaq Leonard, from a football standpoint, is going to be in a much better place in the next 24 to 48 hours. But I agree. I was very surprised that they would do that. But I think they see him as an aging, skilled in player layoff off of back surgery. That's just not the team guy.
0: But do you do that because you have respect for the player and you want him to have a chance to win a championship? Because we saw him hand- handing out turkeys after that. So clearly he's a class act guy. He's a self-made guy, four-time Pro Bowl. I think he was maybe a third-round draft pick. I don't know what his, what his uh, DNA is as far as from that spot. But you know, to let him go seems like you're trying. Because if they one their linebackers get hurt, then what are they going to do? They had an insurance policy built in it. They had pretty much paid all his money. Was that done maybe just out of respect for him to be able to allow him to have a chance to win, knowing that he won't be there next year?
1: I think when it comes down to just to bring the listeners behind the scenes a little bit, when you can only dress you know 47 players on game day, you know if you're an aging veteran and now you're a backup, you're not going to be great on special teams. So I'm sure a part of it was, you know, again, with speed beating him out, that um, the core special teams players are typically younger, less expensive, and more athletic. So I think it's one of those things, like, you see that with veteran running backs a lot, too. Like, once they don't start, they're typically not great in the kicking game, and that's when teams move on from them. So I think that, that had something to do with it as well.
3: Talking about Mike Tannenbaum, as we do each week, it's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Something that Bart and I talked about earlier this week is like where the Giants are that we get into the whole thing about if they have a top four pick, do they go get their next quarterback, do you move on from Daniel Jones and all that stuff, and that's up to debate for one thing. But we were looking at this just out of curiosity because of the Zach Wilson move and the fact that the Jets, at the number two pick, they get the quarterback wrong. And it's amazing when I looked back, and we put this together. You go back to the early '90s and Rick Myer, number two pick in the draft at quarterback. Other than you know Donovan McNabb, it has it really has been a bust position. Where you aren't, and it's it's hard to believe. Like you would think you're gonna you're gonna hit it once, aren't you? You gotta you're gonna find it's that high in the draft. Can you talk about how difficult it is to make that assessment? Number one is number one. A lot of times, like Trevor Lawrence, we all knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be a generational quarterback. You saw it in college. You knew it was going to happen. But that was a five quarterbacks in the first 15 picks draft. And the other four right now are all in limbo. All of them. Two of them, one of them has already been traded. One of them just lost his starting job again. Another one is getting run out of New England. And then who knows what Justin Fields is going to become. Why is it so difficult to draft a quarterback in the top 10? And and why do we still insist that you have to get a high pick to do it?
1: Yeah, well, look, you know, C.J. Stroud may be counter to that, Alan. You know, it's obviously very early, but the early, early returns are much more favorable for him over Bryce Young. Um, Look, well, you know, drafting quarterbacks is tough, and, you know, Brock Purdy is another person you could put into this conversation, because he may be the best quarterback in the entire class, and he was the last player picked, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, it could be sk- scheme, it could be, you know, th- what you have to work with. You know, some people will discount Ohio State and some of those better programs, because they're playing with better players and better skilled players, and, you know, Caleb Williams is going to have to answer the question of Lincoln Riley's a big teacher of fundamentals, and you still kept turning the ball over now. I think Caleb Williams is going to be a great player, but there's a lot that goes into it. It's, it's an exact science, and uh, there will be some people, guys, that will say, hey, draft Drake May over Caleb Williams. I'm not one of them, but there will be some that will say that.
3: Yeah, so, again, you want to put yourself in position then to just see if somebody makes that mistake, right?
0: I, I love this, my Mike, because you do the draft, so you got more yeah. information on these college quarterbacks and how they translate. What do you think about? You know, I mean, because maybe the Jets, you know, you know, don't draft a quarterback first round because they need help for Aaron Rodgers, offensive lineman. It's, you know, you think about the kid from Penn State if he falls, if the if the season goes to where it's looks like it's going. But what about this cat from LSU? Is he worth moving back into the first round potentially to try and move up to get this kid?
1: Yeah, I think I think he's just a little, you know, Jaden Daniels. He's a really good player, very productive. But he's small, and I would be concerned about his durability. But, boy, he's a great athlete, and he's uh, he's had a very, very good year for them. And uh, there's a lot to like about his game.
3: Mike, let's go around because what we saw Monday night, what we saw you know, the Chiefs look like at the end of that game, they end up losing. You, you see them, you see the Bengals without now Joe Burrow the rest of the season, Buffalo Bills, all right, they got healthy against the Jets. But they really have been a mess as well. Lost two defenders. I, I mean, the, the AFC right now. When you look, we thought this was going to be a juggernaut. I mean, do, do you see the, the right now the the, uh, the 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 Super Bowl champ might maybe coming out of the NFC because a less of a tougher road and b at least you have a couple of capable teams on that side of it. The AFC is not as good as we thought it would be, and why?
1: Um. Well. I think he's going to be there when it's all said and done. Look, still? you know, okay. if Valdez Scantle, Dallas hold on to that pass, We'll oh, probably have a different conversation. But we've still, heard this before. They have the, have the most drops
3: anybody in the league, though. Like, like that, That's not going I know. away.
1: Yeah, I know. I think Rasheed Rice will be the guy that steps up for them ultimately. But look, Cincinnati and Cleveland, we could eliminate them because of their quarterback position. Okay. Um, I think Baltimore will be hard to beat, and you know, Jacksonville when they have their eight games. I think they're going to be hard to beat. I did their game two weeks ago on ESPN Radio, and they were awful against San Francisco. But, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, if, if Tua stays healthy, you know, Miami certainly has a chance to score a lot of points. So I think there's still a number of teams in the AFC, and I think the NFC will be, you know, Detroit, San Francisco, Dallas, and Philly. Like, those teams, to me, can all play defense, and they're all tough. You
3: know what? I was setting you up to see if you were going to go right to your Miami roots and give me the, how the Dolphins are the team that has... they, they have, What controversy have they had? Honestly, like, what have they had this year? They've had none. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so far, they, so they look like the one AFC team, in my opinion, that hasn't had any problems and should be the arguably the favorite at this point because they don't have that many flaws. That's why I thought you were going to go, but yeah. you didn't. I'm surprised.
1: Yeah, no, um, obviously a lot's going to come down to health, and they're going to have to win some games on the road, and that's why I think Friday will be so fascinating.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: You know, it's crazy, right? Because I, I, I wonder how, how Kansas City projects. They, they were, Patrick Mahomes has never had to go on the road, and if you know that loss could be costly because of the fact if Baltimore who has a very, very tough schedule, can hold on to that lead, that means that we're going to see Patrick Mahomes on the road. And you talk you know about the, you know, you, you, well, you yeah. know about the supporting teams. The supporting players. It's easy for your stars to show up. We know Kelsey's going to show up. We know, know Chris Jones is going to show up. Taylor's t- show. It's up. tough to figure out if you know these. Uh, yeah, yeah, Taylor's going to show up. It's tough to figure out if these supporting stars. So what's the what's the most intriguing storyline for you uh, as far as the AFC? Like, how would you like to see it play out?
1: Yeah, I think you know it goes back to Kansas City and a little bit of Miami. You know, Tyreek Hill leaves. They win the championship. Um they've thrown a lot of resources, they signed Elvis Gantley, they drafted Skyborne second round, Rasheed Rice in the second round, they reacquire Harden from the Jets. Um, and one of those guys is gonna have to step up. They got Kadarius Tony from the Giants. Like and we've seen Tony make plays, we've seen them make flash plays bar, but someone's gonna have to make consequential catches besides Kelsey for them to get to where they want to go.
0: I like it. Sounds like that's all we all, all we got. I I see a lot here a lot that's going on at top. Yeah. Where were you at, man? You yeah, you oh, got no, a no, turkey no, giveaway? No, no.
3: I thought I thought you were following up, Bart. No, because because the the last thing I actually wanted to ask you because again you are paying attention to the draft. That's what you do as well. So when you are and I'll bring it back to the Giants again, you have Daniel Jones who's gonna getting his surgery today for his ACL. So it's gonna take him eight to ten months to get himself right. But you know, that that's at least what he said. So you still you don't know what you're going to be doing going into next season. if you end up having a top five pick, are you going quarterback, or do you go Marvin Harrison and, and get him another yeah. weapon?
1: Of all the things we talked about, guys, like this is the easiest one. they have to draft the quarterback that's non-negotiable hard stop. you know Daniel Jones is a wonderful human being, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He turns the ball over, and he has one year left for guaranteed money, so he's clearly not the guy that could take him to where they want to go and um he hasn't played well so they need a quarterback first second and third and while marvin harrison is a prodigious talent i just i think it, a quarterback is the absolute direction they need to go
3: and then so that you you're essentially them blowing it up right yeah. you let you let saquon go is this what you're I doing
1: so. uh, i'm keeping saquon i think he's a great player i think he's a leader i think he says the right things which is really important especially in the new york market and i uh I think he'll have three to four really good years. So I I would move on to the quarterback, but I would try to keep Barkley.
3: Interesting. Do you franchise him or do you try to get him signed to a number that you couldn't agree on last year?
1: Yeah, look, I said this before. Like when when you talk about like McCaffrey, talk about Barkley. There's certain guys that sort of transcend this running back conversation. Like that's why Dijon Robinson on the first round, Jameer Gibbs, and I would pay him. And I think that $14 million range is the number and – check that box, keep him, and then build around him. And again, he's more than a running back to me. He's an offensive weapon.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's when he's healthy. He certainly is. Well, Mike, have a great Thanksgiving. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much, as always.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you.
3: I don't know, Bart. Like, I get what he's saying, but if you think Marvin Harrison is a generational talent, right? Like, if you think he's I love that I love that
0: conversation.
3: Like, if because you think he's that good, is, is Daniel Jones that bad? And you don't know. Like, I just told you about the quarterback thing. We just had a, a quarterback draft a couple of years ago. Five quarterbacks were taken in the top 15, and only one of them is any good right now. Only one. Yeah. Here, here, like, here, like, are you sure that unless you have the number one pick and therefore then you can get whoever you want, are yeah. you sure that's the right thing to do?
0: Here's your, here's your reality, right, when you talk about it. Right? And you talk about him as a generational talent. How many generational talents have we had a receiver come out in the oh. last years? We, uh, it seems like all of them are generational.
3: I don't know about all of them, I mean, but, but there I are mean, some very I mean, talented wide receivers in the, in the game today,
0: yes. Right? So they're producing them. So, like, I don't know if you want to spend numbers. It's like, it's like when Saquon came out. Like, he's a generational talent. Well, I'm sure if we look at that draft, you can look at somebody in the second, third, fourth round that became just as good.
3: Now, quarterback. Uh, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question yourself as a football player.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and I, it's always chicken and egg, right? Sometimes the quarterback can make the wide receiver, but sometimes the wide receiver can make the quarterback. Oh, Is Harrison good enough that if you brought him in does because of separation, ability to catch the ball, all the things that he has, that, that he would make Daniel Jones better, and then because of that and the defense having to focus on him, make Saquon Barkley a bigger weapon because of what he can do? You get what I'm saying? like when you suddenly when you add that element does that unlock more things without having to go now we're going to bring in a young quarterback and have to acc- acclimate him and get used to him and all that stuff instead of we've already paid this guy what if we got him a generational wide receiver talent that can what, what AJ Brown did for Jalen Hurts what we've seen all around the league what Diggs did for Josh Allen but, but, but you can't do that here
0: but the thing is, who was supposed to be generational talent, right? Remember coming out of that draft, Waddle was a generational talent, right? Devontae mm-hmm. Smith was supposed to be a generational talent. Jameson oh, Williams. I, wait, 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 wait. Nobody no, no, was
3: no. talking about those guys like they are about Whoa, the, the, the Nobody's Devontae talking Smith? talking about them like that. Oh, man, yeah. No, no, they I know I, I, they, they, they were considered and the people best thought Jameson, for their position, but nobody people, was arguing that they should be like, oh, a you've got to pick this guy top but, five. You've got to you pick him. But people thought Jameson
0: Williams – even after yes. that was and the best out of what's the best
3: out of all of them. We don't know what he is because he's never playing. A the knee, B the betting thing. So that's the problem with him.
0: No, he he's balling out now. Jamar Chase was probably the last one that we thought. Yeah. But then you get somebody like Justin Jefferson that's not supposed to be a generational Nobody talent. About that, it, you know. that is the generational mm-hmm. talent. Yeah. He may be better than Jamar Chase. That's fair so point. what I'm saying is, you got to, because of the game and so many guys throw the ball so much in college. Yeah. It encourages me because when I think about it, I'm like, wow. Look at how these guys are coming out so prepared. It used to be the running back was the guy that came out most prepared because all you did was ground and pound in college. Sure, it was sure. always about running the ball. You talk about all the great running backs that have come out that used to go top five. Mm-hmm. Now it's the wide receivers. I mean, Keon Coleman is a beast. 6'4", 215, played basketball at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. He's at Florida State. You, you got him everywhere. I understand he may be the best of all of them, but is he really? How often does the number one wide receiver that comes out ends up being the number one wide receiver in the league? So if I can get a quarterback, I can say, hey, man, I got better swings. I got better chances in getting a great wide receiver in next year's draft at 15, 16, I almost feel like,
3: though, let's do the percentages on this. The percentages of you missing on the quarterback is high. Based on history is high. Yes? I mean, come on, let's be honest. Top 10? Yes. Look at the top ten quarterback uh, quarterbacks taken in the top ten. The percentage of you missing are probably higher than missing on Harrison.
0: I appreciate all that. I appreciate everything that you're saying. But ask yourself this: You have an opportunity to get out of a contract that's forty million dollars a year from a guy that has now an ACL injury mm-hmm. that uses his legs and in a in a neck, neck problem. I know. I know. So like. What do, what do you want to You want to get stuck with a guy that continues to get hurt because his neck is messed up and then his knee is messed up at the same time? So usually what happens, right knee, left Achilles next year. I understand. Yeah. I, think, I think I want to get out of this because I have damaged goods. No different than what you talk about. Shaq Leonard is 28 years old. That's why I'm laughing at yeah. Mike Tannenbaum. I'm talking about he's an aging player. Yeah. 28 20. years old is your peak prime at linebacker. Yeah. 28. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. And they said, nah, he looked different. So, Daniel Jones, how you think those RPOs are going to look now? How you going to think is he going to be willing to scramble and and put himself at risk mentally knowing that guys at 6'5 is going to be coming at his ankles and coming at his knees? So, I feel like, hey, man, I love you, Daniel, but you got injured, bro, and that's not a me problem. You You got a degenerative neck that had two issues that made you miss major games and you got a knee and I got an opportunity to get out of here. It's like you buy a car, and you say, man, the engine went out, they replaced the engine, and something wrong with my transmission. I'm telling myself, man, this is a lemon law. I'm going to go ahead and put this claim in. It may be fixed now, but it's too much going wrong with this car, and it ain't even got 100,000 miles yet on it.
3: 800 So we'll get to the calls again, of course. But right now, you know what's coming up next. It is time for Audio Files. You're going to hear LeBron James with a little reality check.
0: LeBron James.
3: And more. Stay
2: with us. It's Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Deuce Sports Desk. Are we still doing this? Is Aaron Rodgers still going to attempt to come back this year after getting hurt behind a bad Jets offensive line, which is more banged up now than when he got hurt originally? Earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said Rodgers needs to slow it down on the rehab. He just wants to prove to people that he can come back. That's right. That's right. And I don't need to see him running for his life in in a game in Cleveland where Miles Garrett is chasing him around the field. I don't need to see it. We're not winning a championship this year. I have maybe two years with him. Maybe. Healthy. I don't need to waste any of it by rushing him rushing himself back and God forbid something happened. I don't need any setbacks. And part of this, too, is if you don't shut it down, he's going to continue to push the way he's pushing and, and leaving himself more and more susceptible to something bad happening. Okay, you say if you don't shut it down? They're not going to shut it down. Well, they're stupid then. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8 S A V E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at lq.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
3: Every Every day. Grew up on yeah, all Yeah yeah. Like I said, like you had music before you were playing, you said it reminds you of grandma. This reminds me of my grandma.
0: So you had you had those high waisted um pants with the two pleats coming up with the um the like the little hat that they used to wear, the little bob hat. Fedora. Apple hat. No, apple hat, the little one that you pull at the front. It's like a little cap, like a like a kango.
3: Oh, you mean that? No.
0: Yeah, a little bob hat. No. You had knickers Paper on. Boy? You I'm had knickers about? on? Yeah, yeah, you had knickers yeah. on. <laughs> what
3: are you talking about? I didn't grow up in the 40s. I'm just saying.
0: You had knickers
3: on. When, when I was the pa The pants come, the, the come up above your calf like baseball pants. <laughs>
4: well, again,
3: I, I was tall for my age, so nothing fit right. You know that.
4: Johnny, Johnny.
3: Which
2: team do you work for? Do you do work for on the broadcast?
3: <laughs> yes, the Knicks. I understand. The Knickerbockers. Yes.
2: Bing, bong. Yeah, I understand. Bong, bing.
3: Yes. Very, oh, yeah, very odd name for a sports team, isn't it? Uh, you know what, though? As we get into holiday season, bar we were just talking about something during the break that I think would be a fun thing for us to bring back at some point, which is has nothing to do with holidays, but just for fun, is those silly um, sports debates regarding the sports movie and debate them as if it's like real life. Yeah. Because it's something that I think is a lot of fun. In fact, it's something that Stephen A. Smith did, and that's going to be coming up right now. In audio files. So let's step aside, let the headline makers do the talking in this segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. And before we get to audio files, we want to once again thank Mike Tannenbaum for joining us in the previous segment. And of course, that was the Mike Tannenbaum Report, which was brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Make your best deal right now at Sanzone Auto Mall, and tell them Bart Scott sent you, and why Bart Scott. Why should they got, say could, that?
0: Because if you do that, you get a thousand dollars off of that Bart Scott kid's cash ass, money. Baby. The boy has got his
3: own money. Mm-hmm. They do it. Let's the check jackpot this time. Lisa. Bart and Hans Instagram, where apparently we have a thousand dollar bill with Bart's face on it. And if That's you print it out,
0: thing. if you print it out, you might be able to say, you know what? I'm gonna use this dollar bill. You can counterfeit it. You got
3: my permission. Print it out. Bring it to Sanzone. And and you'll a get $1,000 off your best deal, and they'll also laugh. Call one 800 Sandstone today by the way. All right. So why don't we get to that part first? So I love this stuff. You and I have done this before. We've gotten away from it, but it is something we definitely should bring back, and mm-hmm. that is taking sports-related movies and then debating them as if they were real.
0: What do you mean they're not real?
3: Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like arguing whether or not uh, let's be, you know, like was Mr. T misunderstood? Was he set up? Yeah. Like Mr. T was definitely the better fighter. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's from that perspective that they and, told And why that. did Mr. T? Like I need, you know what I need? I need the Mr. T story. Like not Mr. T, of course, Clubber Lang. But I need what? What was with Clubber Lang? How did he go from being indomitable to suddenly he can't beat Rocky, who was ten pounds lighter the next time they fought? How's well, that possible? He rope a him. Did he get him. soft? He rope a doped
0: him. He rope a doped him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he, he, caught, he, him, he, he 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 was a George Foreman. He, he was basically George Foreman. You think in that's some, all it was, way, it was, in, it was an easy tactic. In, in some way, in some way, somehow, we we we. No, have I don't had, hate Balboa. We, listen, but we have. The we, fool. we have had a movie with Rocky Balboa, where yep. he has beaten basically his version of Muhammad Ali. Yep. He's beaten his version of Joe Frazier or 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 George hmm this dude is even beating Tommy Gunn. Yeah, this dude is beating Antonio Tarver. Like well, this who, dude. Who, all
3: right, so is, is it, who would be then the Drago?
0: Is Ivan is Drago it, would be Vladimir Klitschko.
3: Klitschko, right? Yeah, he beat
0: Vladimir Klitschko six well, though, Cl- seven, Cl- Cl- and Klitschko he's wasn't. five three.
3: Cl- oh, that's true. Hmm. Vladimir Klitschko was six six. It's amazing that the Rocky and <laughs> not only not only were like dedicated to the past, but also a foreshadowing of the future of boxing. Exactly, it's wild. All right. So, anyways, you. do you remember the Cars movies? Right, Lightning yeah, McQueen. Man. Yeah. Okay. And Bill and Duke's t- my Toll guy. Mater, you I'm love for, that.
0: Oh, oh, you talking about? Oh, Mater. Okay. Cars. Uh, yeah. Doc Hudson. Yes. I, I thought I was talking about car wash. My bad.
3: No, no, no Cars the movie. The the, the yeah. Catch yeah.
0: up. So. My, you know, my dog name was uh, Mater. Mater. Gotta love yeah. that. Got well, here's
3: Stephen up. A. from Stephen A.'s show. He does his own Stephen A. thing, uh, and he starts debating with a caller
2: about the movie. Danny in Wisconsin. Stephen A. Smith, when you think about the GOAT of sports,
1: you think about Mike with six, Brady with seven rings. But where do you rank a guy like Lightning McQueen with seven Piston Cups?
4: I would tell you he wouldn't be the GOAT. How are you going to be the GOAT? Because you talk about the movie Cars, right? I mean, when you talk yes, about the Strip the King Weathers and, and Lightning McQueen, they're both tied with seven Piston Cups. Strip Weathers. You've got about him? You got somebody that's tied with you? Sorry, that ain't going to work. Well, I know you tried to catch me with that. You didn't think I knew that about that. You didn't think I knew about no, cars, hey, did you? Hey, hey. I am not about to sit here and argue with a grown ass man about the movie Cars. Oh, Danny, how old are you? I'm 21, Steven. You're 21. Okay, well, you're still a young man. You're, you're a young man. Uh, what about Fast and Furious? You watched that movie? Which one did you like better? Five, six, or seven? Seven. Five. What I'm saying to you is I think you picked the right one because I liked five a lot. My point is if you're going to argue with me about something, how about it not be an animated movie like Cars? Cars is as real to little kids as much.
3: as You're Jordan not a West little West kid. West.
2: You're 21. You, were, you would have a point if you were seven years uh, old uh, calling me. What are you uh, doing, wearing a diaper?
3: He sounded like Mad Dog at the end
0: no, there, right? I totally disagree with Stephen A.
3: What do you and, mean? Well, first of all, Strip Weathers was considered the king. And yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know Strip Weathers.
0: Yeah, I know Strip Weathers and all that yeah. stuff, man. Listen, he was trained by Doc Hudson, man. I get by the way,
3: that was that car. By the way, that was a hot car. Strip Weathers' car.
0: Yeah, it was old school. It was like the it was with the big plenum. wing. It was a row. Was it a roll runner? It was a row runner.
3: It was a Superbird. Yeah,
0: Superbird. A row yeah. runner. Right? Yeah.
3: Same, come on. Yeah, yeah it had the, had that high like uh, uh, spoiler. The wing, so
0: it's, it's a big wing. They mm-hmm. they they made a couple of those back uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. But yeah, but my point is, he says the kid, the guy's not a little kid. If the guy he was when the movie came out? that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. my point. So like, you can't like talk about. It's just like you know, if Stephen A was talking about the, the the red rifle, right, the BB gun, right, from Christmas story, right. Like so, like this kid, like the good great thing about movies is they take us back to where we were when we saw them. Right, So like that kid cool. had every right to, to let Lightning McQueen be his hero. The first words my son ever said to me was, let it go. And I hated that damn movie. Elsa. First thing he ever said to me was, let it go. That's going to be ingrained in him. That's part of him. That's part of his DNA. They're more impressionable <laughs> than. Can't nobody tell you about G.I. Joe? you go, you go to war if somebody trying to tell you like, or talk about like they come out with a G.I. Joe movie and they do it wrong. You'll lose your mind. Well, like yo 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 yo, 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 yo. Lady, yeah. Jane Lady Jane ain't Lady supposed to be doing that, dog. Like, this just wrong. They they miscast Duke. Like, yeah, we no, take our it, cartoons
3: it, real. First stuff's very important now, making sure that everything is is on point with the, yeah. with the original story. These but, new
0: kids, you can go go to one of these new kids and talk about Peppa Pig. Watch what happened to you, bro. You better <laughs> have your facts straight. You better have your
3: facts straight, bro. Or like like the, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, they, they brought that movie back, and I'm telling you, you you watch that with a fine tooth comb, making yes. sure that everything is historically accurate.
0: Like, yo, yo, Mikey's supposed to be the smallest. Rafi is the meanest. He better be the biggest. But Leo is the best because he's the leader. He's, he's like the guy that pizza, put it all together.
3: Be careful with the pizza now. Yeah, cheese, like, pizza with,
0: uh anchovies.
3: Never. Just don't go with the whole California listen, Pizza Kitchen stuff. There was no chicken listen, on it. Don't even eat
0: that. Listen, we almost had a riot.
3: Pepperoni, baby.
0: Be- we almost had a riot because they made the Little Mermaid black, bro. People's
3: People's ready, people- wait, wait, wait. But no, no. See, I never understood that riot because – it's a mermaid, but it's a black mermaid. But no, but again, it was a mer. Like to say, well, oh, that's not correct." What do you mean it's not correct? It's a mermaid.
0: Yo, yo they made Lisa. Like, yo, they made Lisa Turtle black in the last. Um, um, they made her black in the last movie. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like they switching it up. People. That's the reason why people going crazy when they talk about that. Idris Elba can't be um, James Bond because he's black. Stupid. People get stuck in those traditional roles, and they want them to look exactly like they look when it was created.
3: Idris Elba is—is is he British? Yes. Well, then, okay. He's from it, London, I believe. Again, James Bond is just—is a British secret service agent. There's nothing else there. Man,
0: I'm just telling you, they, Idris Elba. Yeah. Like, I, they, they, I think they, people they, get upset they, 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 they go too crazy. Yeah. I think people get w- it. I wish anybody would have known now, if you made that James Darth Vader Bond was like a- an
3: American or, or some, something else. Then you're like, no, no, no that, ain't right. that ain't it. Right? Because it's the whole idea is the whole British thing.
0: But you know, they think most black people over there in Britain is from Africa. You know what I mean? Because most of them moved over there. So they saying, no, we need a traditional. Right, mm-hmm. people people get crazy about that stuff, man. Yeah. Like, you know, take a, take a take a regular recipe. Well, the mermaid and, thing and made, and made me laugh
3: because it's almost like you know the mermaid's supposed to be a redhead. Isn't no, really? it's a Cause, fish. Cause you've seen mermaids before. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so you know this about mermaids?
0: Listen, okay. I, and this is my argument to everybody that says anything. Yeah. Tom Cruise was the lead man mm-hmm. in a movie. Yes. Called Last Samurai. The hell we talking about, man? <laughs> and the an Asian bone in his body. This yeah. dude, the last samurai. I understand, man. If you don't get the hell out of here, I understand. Van Damme represented the Asian family in blood sport. Miss me with all this stuff. We can play whoever we want to play.
3: It was his, it was his instructor though. right? It was his sensei that he was representing. But anyways, uh, we, yeah, you, we, but still representing. He represented Asian man. We move on.
0: And if anybody need to know, this is why Dark we have Vader, have these. these Dark Vader is black. Dark. That's Dark. James Earl Jones. Yeah. <laughs> His voice. Him and His. Billy Dee, the only black people, and Samuel L. Jackson, the only black people in the whole space universe. <laughs> we only seen three black people. And remember remember the last one when they had that black dude playing, um, like the guy that crossed over on Star Wars? He was, from, he was from London, and how mad people got from that? Huh? Okay, Star I think he's talking about
3: Finn.
0: Yeah, Finn. They oh. made Finn black. <laughs> they made oh, you Finn mean the black.
3: Stormtrooper. Yes, Yes. Yeah. Yes. They
0: they lost their
3: mind. Who, by the way, his voice you hear in the movie, he actually has a British accent. He's a British actor. Yes, which is hilarious. Like the first time I heard him talk Listen, out of character, I was like, wait a minute.
0: All all the British actors are taking are taking all the uh, black American roles. They're awesome. like, man, we done with these Americans.
3: Australians too. Australians. Yeah. I mean, they just they can fake the American accent Tropic, better than we can. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> That's right. I'm all right, a, can dude, we continue? a dude, dude, sky's the other dude. Audio files, we're all over the place right now. Uh, I just, th- all right, since we're running out of time, let me just get this one in because, so you see the Lakers took the in-season tournament very seriously. They They won all four games. They will now advance to the knockout round in their pool with the win last night over the Utah Jazz. They beat the Jazz, but that wasn't the story. After the game is when LeBron James finds out mm-hmm. that Will Hardy, who is the head coach of the Jazz, mm-hmm. is younger than him. So, we're being older than the head coach. I'm older than who? I'm the Utah head coach.
2: I'm older than the head
3: coach. Wow. <laughs> 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 I just had to. My goodness. Next question. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> they don't even matter. So, Will Hardy's 35 years old. LeBron, as we know, 38. And we yeah. will be 39, actually, next month. Yeah. But, dude... He's not only older than every player in the league. He's also at 39,000, which is, again, coincidental, 39,000 points in his career. Nobody's yeah. ever achieved that because he is the highest scorer now. Well, he gets get the game history. ball at 40,000 according to Ham. My man's getting to 40,000. But, but, like, now when you're older than opposing coaches – that's something, but in the NFL, that's actually become a thing too, right? Wasn't isn't Aaron Rodgers older than a couple of coaches? Isn't yeah, was it he was, wasn't Brady older than, older than he, some coaches? He yeah, him against? and LeFleur was the same age. Yeah, so you know it's still, but for LeBron, his reaction was funny because it just I, I like that he's leaning into the old thing. Can I like, can don't I, yeah. like you are what you are. Just he let his gray hairs grow. Dad.
0: He stopped putting the Beijing in the beard. And he stopped he putting it in the hair. He just kind of let it go. You no, know, it's funny, man. Like, now he need to just go ahead and, you know, now that Dion has made it cool to get your hair rest restored, he need to go ahead and just finish it up because he got it started and he just didn't finish it. Why he need to just go ahead, huh? Just leave it. No, because listen, you can't be stuck in the middle. You either get the hair replacement and get uh-huh. your hairline back, right. or you just cut it all off. You can't just be sitting there with partially sparse, dense hair. I think
3: hair. LeBron looks strange shaved.
0: Like he can't do the he LeBron. Did, he, His no, he did fa- no he the, uh,
3: the Jordan. His face he, is different. No, Jordan he did Jordan had, it. like, perfect skin. You could no, get no, away no. with it.
0: Yeah, Jordan, Jordan had a round, milk yes. dud, uh, peanut uh, M&M head. Okay. LeBron James got a Minecraft square head. <laughs> Minecraft. That don't look good, Ball, man, because he's got ridges accurate. and corners.
3: That's actually very accurate. <laughs> it is a Minecraft type of head. I'm fine with what he's I doing. I got a Minecraft head.
0: Listen, I got a big square head. Yeah. Lock draw, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, you would definitely look weird bald too.
0: But I wonder. Saying. I did it in, in college. I wonder if LeBron James will ever consider being Tree Rollins,
3: a player coach. Uh-huh. You can't. I don't think you can in the NBA. Tree I, Rollins I, was a player coach. You no, know, I, I understand that. That there was. You know, so was Mike Dunlivy. I. I don't think you can do that anymore. I think there's a. I think the league like made a you, rule about that. You get you get two texts. You get thrown on a candle. Jason Kidd could have checked coach. himself into a couple of games. You know what I mean? When That's, what, realized, I'm make That's one what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Let me just make this one play for you. <laughs> I, I, I got to believe, I don't think you can do that anymore, but I'll have to check. On that,
0: that would be one. crazy. Like, you'd be a player coach, and then you get kicked out uh, two techs, and, but then you say, Well, I'm just going to coach. I'm going to take my uniform off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right, something like that. All right, I'm kicked out, but I'm going to text. You get still, four techs. Two is a coach. Now
3: you, can, you can't play, and you can't coach. <laughs> like, do I get four techs? I got or four can, techs. I get my money's worth. All right, that's that's audio files. You can see where we're headed here. But I, like, I, I, that would be fun to do. 800 is just like the, the sports movie debates. Not what movie was better, but within the movie. Like things that happened in sports movies that you're like, that shouldn't have happened that way, or this was better than that. Like all kinds of things. There's uh, so many different things we could do here.
0: Can I start it off? But with him saying that too.
3: Lightning McQueen is yeah. not the greatest of all time. Because how could he be when he's only tied with the same amount of Piston Cubs? But, 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 but that's not true. The kid. P-
0: people who are tied can still be better. One can be better than the other because not Weathers all the titles would, like, are created like, equally.
3: But Strip Weathers is kind of he, like he laid the foundation. I got
0: you. But still, like you, you can say like, Tom, well, you, I'm trying to think of somebody in the same, same sport that got the same amount of championships. I mean, you can make the argument that he was better. You still can make that argument if we. That means they're equal. That means you're you're you're, you're going apples to apples. In my opinion, my opinion is in the movie one. I don't understand is how the hell Debo didn't die after getting hit in the head with the brick by Craig. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, come on, man. All right, there's that too. All right, eight hundred nine 3776 We have some fun with that. We got to get back into, of course, the jet conversation. As well, uh, with the quarterback, you'll hear from Tim Boyle. You'll hear from also Nathaniel Hackett on what they expect as the Jets and the Dolphins play on Black Friday. A lot to get to. Stay with us, Barton ninety-eight seven ESPN.
2: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN. This
3: is the best kind of music, but you listen to this on a record. You got to put this on vinyl. Listen to it on like a really good record player. Itself. It has a
0: rawness to it. You know what I mean? Like even like when you listen to like the guys that used to have they had they had the studios where like. They could do and manipulate stuff with in the studio and make your yeah. voice sound right. Mm. You can hear the rawness when the band had to play. Like when you watch the movie Ray and he's doing um Georgia and they playing the band and everybody gotta hit it and it's on one take and they gotta record it. That's
3: some special stuff, man. And then you get you know, you bring in the cowbell. You know, That's what I would play. More, we need more cowbell. That's what I would play. Yeah. The cowbell. So like Jerry Maguire. You saw that movie, right? Come on, man. Stop it. Okay. So, Rod Tidwell, like, literally gets knocked out. <laughs> right? He gets knocked out. And he wakes up on the field, and then hears the crowd cheering his name, gets up, and just starts celebrating. Breakdancing. Like, first of all, there's flags all over that, right?
0: That's hot-dogging, and that's delay of game. Hold up. The, you just got I mean, knocked out. You, first <laughs> of all, we got to use a timeout. If y'all ain't got no timeouts, that's a 10-second runoff.
3: It's so a big catch and all that stuff. Gets the contract. Like where was the review, too? There was so much at the end of that movie that just, it, it, it did all come together, I get it. But I kind of feel like he got knocked out. Yeah, he's supposed to be in the protocol. Are you sure if you're the Cardinals that you now, like, wait a minute, this dude's already already undersized. He has a big game, but he got knocked a, you know what, out you-know-what out. But am he held I really on to giving the, but, him a big contract?
0: He Held on to the ball though, so you know what he I'm did saying?
3: hold on to the ball. But are you really giving him a big contract? Let me tell you, Glenn, the way. Glenn Fry was the GM, and Glenn Fry was probably like, "I ain't giving him all that money." The this way it's hurt too easy.
0: The way it should have went is no the way, way he
3: gets that, No way he gets paid.
0: No way. The, the way it should have went is the way the shark got up. Shark got knocked out. He he they had to carry his ass off. Yes. Yeah. He like, hold it. What happened? Be careful, fellas. I worth a million dollars. <laughs> you got your bonus. I worth a million dollars.
3: Hootie and the Blowfish are coming to PNC Bank Arts Center on Friday, August 2nd, and Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater on Thursday, September 5th. ESPN Arc listeners have a chance to win tickets. Just download the free ESPN New York app, scroll to contests, and you submit your entry, all for a chance to win. It's all from Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster. Dot com. So, the Jets make the change at quarterback. Tim Boyle is the man. What does he have to say about it? And what does Nathaniel Hackett have to say about the change and what he expects from Tim Boyle as the Jets take on the Dolphins on Friday? That and more, including Damas and everything else coming up in the Power Hour, which is coming up next, so stay tuned for that. We have your calls at well at 800 Three seven seven six jets tickets to give you as well. So lots to get to. Stay with us, but first you can give thanks because Fanduel is giving all customers a no sweat same game parlay for Thanksgiving. Just place a three leg same game parlay on any of the Thanksgiving Day NFL games, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGP's pre built for you in Fanduel's top rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Allen so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and older and physically present in New York. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at Sportsbook.FanDuel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one eight seven seven eight 877 8 hope or text hope 467 369
2: Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Deuce Sports Desk. The big question with Aaron Rodgers possibly returning this year should be, does anyone within the Jets organization have the ability to tell him no? Earlier this morning on DPH or on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said someone should step in and tell Rodgers to shut it down. I don't need him rushing back. Like, take your time. Relax. The season did not go the way it was supposed to go. We all get it. Try to sell him on all the improvements that you're going to make. How this is only going to, having this year off is only going to extend his career. Because he's got a taste of what retirement is like and he doesn't like it. You win. You came back. Yeah, we'll be the bad guys. That's right. Doctors cleared him. He can play. We'll hold a press conference and we'll say, you know what, we know uh, it's amazing. Guy's heroic. He could have come back, but we just don't see the benefits. So we are shutting it down. That's it. Not him. We. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it is the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.